Now, as much as we marvel at the wonder that this world is, don't we also wonder, what is this world really? What is this world really? Beyond what we can see and what we can touch, what is this reality that we experience? And what is our place in it? What is our purpose in life? I want to talk about this in this first talk in this Christmas series we're having here at SLE Church. You see, Christmas is so much more than just a baby in a manger. Christmas is about the Creator coming into His creation. The Christmas story doesn't begin 2,000 years ago with just a baby born in the Middle East. The starting point of the Christmas story really is the creation of the world. For it's the Creator who has come into creation. Now, what's the big deal about this, right? What's the big deal that the Creator came into creation? Well, the big deal is this. We get to know uh, what this world, what this existence is all about. We're given meaning uh, at the deepest and most profound level. And we get to know why we're here. We're given purpose. Now, knowing that we have a Creator is truly good news. And that is really the message today, right? Knowing that we have a Creator is truly good news. It's news that changes everything. And that's the message that I want to share with you today. Now, the opening words of the Bible says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's a sentence of sheer simplicity, yet it is also packing serious heat. These are words of authority. These are words that have explanatory power. Now, the Gospel of John, one of the biographies of Jesus, begins in the same way. In the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now here is another insight into the beginning of creation, but this time, things are not as simple. There is a complexity here, providing more information and more insight. These verses speak of the baby born to Mary in the farming town of Bethlehem in Israel 2,000 years ago. His miraculous birth, though, marked him out as someone special. He was no ordinary baby. You see, he is the Son of God, the Creator come into creation. He was there at the beginning with God, bringing this world into existence. But even more important than just bringing the world into existence is the meaning that our Creator gives to this creation, to this existence. What is this world? And how did it come to existence? Well, if the answer is, we came from nothing and by nothing, then as one atheist philosopher puts it, we are for nothing. In other words, we are good for nothing. Our existence is truly meaningless. Now, if the answer is, I don't know, or it just happened by chance and random processes, then what meaning is there to be found in life? What stable foundation can any of us have uh, to build our lives upon? What universal and unchanging principles holds true for all of us for all time to follow? We are left having to make things up um, with a whole lot of uncertainty and with no authority. And we don't know where we come from and we don't know where we are going. But the Creator came into creation. In the beginning was the Word, the, the Word who was with God, the Word who is God, the Word who created this world. The Creator came into creation at that very first Christmas. He comes as the Word, the Word to reveal, to tell, to inform. Jesus answers the what question 
What is this world? And the answer that the Bible gives us is that it is God's world. And it expresses the glory of God, the beauty, the complexity, the wonder of God. One of the ancient songwriters penned these lyrics. The heavens declare the glory of God and the skies above proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. The magnificence of the universe and the wonders of this world, they are the way they are because God made them that way. They reflect the glory of the God, the one who made this world. The same is true of human beings, of us. What are we? Genesis 1. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. We are created beings. We are created in God's image and likeness to reflect the glory and the goodness of God in this world as we uh, look after this creation like God does, as we rule and govern over this world like God does. Now, the word, the word of God doesn't just answer the what question, though. It also answers the how question. Now, of course, science also uh, seeks to answer the how question, doesn't it? Now, theories in science are proposed and tested. Uh, processes are observed. Science has given us many answers to how this world works, and perhaps even how this world has progressed and changed over time. Now, I love science. Uh, I did lots of it in high school and in uni. I, I love that careful observation and hypothesizing and testing can provide such knowledge and insight into how things are the way they are in this world. But what I love even more is that the Creator gives us another answer to the how question. An answer that doesn't just describe mere processes, but it digs deeper, that provides a more profound meta-narrative with more meaning and explanatory force. How did this world come about? How does this world continue to exist? Well, this is God's answer, the Bible's answer to those questions. John 1, all things, all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And again in Colossians chapter 1, for by Him, for by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. All things were created by the word of God and through the word of God. He is how this world is, uh, is brought into existence and is how it's continued to be held together, how it continues to exist. There's a real spiritual reality that explains how this world came to be and how it continues to exist. Now, for sure, it isn't, it isn't observable and provable in the way scientific theories and processes are. But it's not just a theory. It's proven reality. Why? Because the Creator came into creation. It's a historical fact, a truth of history. It is something that can be investigated, and you should. And if it is proven, proven true that the Creator did come, 
then now we know the way this world truly is. We know that this world is indeed God's world. And this, my friends, is truly good news. It really is good news. Having a creator is truly good news. It means that we can now know the most fundamental and foundational things of life and existence without having to guess, without having to make things up. Now have a look at this world and what life looks like apart from this knowledge if we were to reject the Creator. Now when we reject the Creator, what we're left with is having to create our own meaning, having to define for ourselves who we are or what we are. And so much effort and so much striving goes to figuring all that out, so much strife as ideologies clash, one person's view versus another person's view, one tribe's view versus another tribe's view, and, and look at the despair when people fail to figure it all out. Doesn't it feel like the goalposts keep getting shifted? That the carpet keeps getting pulled from under our feet? Why is it that there is this never-ending cycle of apparent certainty about who we are and what life is about, and then a despairing uncertainty to every theory that arises through every generation? Generation come and generation goes and different ideas come and go, and there's never ever any uncertainty about this. And then on the other side, look at the pride and the disdain for others when groups of people think that they figured it all out. They are the enlightened ones who force others to see it their way. Now, which man or which tribe gets to rule? Which man or which, sorry, which theory or which ideology gets to reign supreme? Or perhaps it's this final one. Well, the ultimate authority is yourself. And probably this is the one that many of us in this world subscribe to. It's up to me and it's up to you to decide. Now, one of the most popular songs that's sung at funerals or that is played at funerals is Frank Sinatra's smash hit, My Way. Now, I thought of singing it to you now, but no one needs to hear that. Now, recently I discovered a Facebook group called My Way is a Lousy Song. Uh, I can't believe people set up groups for this, but anyway, there it is. Uh, in it are a collection of articles showing how lousy and damaging the song is. Some of the report that Frank Sinatra himself hated the song. He simply didn't believe in it because it didn't describe who he was. His daughter, Nancy, hated it, and his other daughter, Tina, said this. He didn't like it. That song stuck, and he couldn't get it off his shoe. He always thought that that song was self-serving and self-indulgent. Now, you see self-serving and self-indulgent people, people who insist on living their own way, cause unspeakable damage to the people around them and the world around them. I'll do it my way was never meant to be the way we live. That's not freedom. That is the bad news of not having a creator. But the good news is that there is a creator, the one who gives us meaning, the one who has the authority, the one, the only one who, who, who has the right to tell us what's what. Now, so often to us, it sounds like such a downer, right? To have a creator, to have a God who tells us what's what. It sounds like we're being treated like a child, like we are grounded or deprived of our rights and our uh, privileges. But you see, rather than being a restriction, this is actually the greatest freedom and joy. The greatest freedom and joy. You see, the greatest freedom that a fish has is to be kept in the sea, in the water. 
human freedom and joy is only possible when we live in just societies filled with law-abiding citizens, where there, where there is no threat and there is no fear because everyone is doing the right thing. Clear laws that people abide by. You see, having a creator who determines and directs our lives gives us these great and freeing truths. Firstly, we get to see that there is meaning in life. There is meaning to life. Life's not meaningless. Meaning has been given to us by our Creator. And rather than having to desperately strive to figure it out for ourselves or, or giving up in despair when we can't find it, um, we're free to just live out the way that God has created us to be. Secondly, God is in control. Life can feel so out of control, can't it? It really can. But to know that we have a Creator who not only made but sustains this world, this life, means that He is in control. Control over everything that goes on, the good and even the bad things in life. Now, the presence of evil and suffering is often used as evidence to prove that God doesn't exist or that He isn't good. However, the Bible has real answers to these questions. Answers that show that God is in full control even over, even over evil and suffering. Now, over the next few weeks, we'll explain how the Christmas story gives many of God's answers to these questions. Now, to know that even evil and suffering isn't random and it isn't insurmountable, to know that Jesus is in full control will give us more comfort than we can ever imagine that we can ever imagine. Thirdly, God is with us and cares for us. That's the great news of having a creator, that God is with us and cares for us. We are not meaningless. We are not worthless. We are not alone. Having to create for ourselves our own identity and value or striving to find value from others, have them give it to us. We have a creator. We've been intricately and beautifully made We've been made to belong to God. He is with us. And so having a creator is truly good news. Don't you agree? It makes all of the difference to life. Knowing what this world uh, is and knowing how it all came through Jesus means one more thing. It means that we can be sure of our purpose. Why are we here? Let's look at the passage in John's Gospel again. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You see, in Jesus is life. In Jesus is life. And like a lighthouse in the dark, Jesus is the light that shines and shows us the way to life. Now remember back in Genesis chapter 1 uh, about who we are and what we are? And who are we and what are we? Well, we are created in the image and the likeness of God. Uh, that's what it truly means to be human, what life is truly about. But as we'll explore more in next week's message, the darkness of sin came into this world. Sin brought great damage and it distorted the image of God that He created for us to have. Sin brought the darkness of death and destruction into this world that God created for life. And it's into this darkness that Jesus came. 
He is where life is to be found. He is the light that points us back to life. Right here is where we find purpose in life. It is to find life in Jesus. Our purpose in life is to come to Jesus for life. Our purpose in life is to follow Jesus, who will lead us to an enlightened life in the midst of this dark world that we live in. Into this darkened world that is gripped by confusion and uncertainty, weighed down with disappointment and despair, experiencing evil that comes out from us and comes at us from the outside. The Creator has come into creation to give us meaning and purpose, to give us understanding and assurance, to give us hope and peace, to give us joy and satisfaction everlasting. This is a part of the Christmas message, and it is a wonderful message. It's the truly good news that we have a Creator, and that this Creator has come into creation. Truly, we live in an astonishing universe and a wonderful world. Don't you long to understand it? Don't you wish to know who you really are? What life's supposed to be about? Well, Jesus is our Creator, come into creation. He comes so that we may know what life is all about. Can I encourage you and can I invite you to come and join us at SLE Church over the next five weeks leading up to Christmas? Join us because over the next five weeks we'll be exploring in these messages who Jesus is. It'll be a chance to get to know Jesus. It'll be a chance for you to get to know where life is truly to be found. Please join me as I pray. Let's pray. Oh, gracious God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son, the Word of God, the one who brought this world into existence, the one who keeps it going, the one who gives us revelation, understanding, insight and knowledge about what life is, how it came about through Him, and therefore to know meaning and purpose through Jesus. We pray that over this next few weeks leading up to Christmas, that you might work in us, help us to see that we have to find life, that we can find life in Jesus. As we get to know Him through your Word, we pray that the joy and the satisfaction and the peace and the hope that is found in Jesus would be ours to enjoy forever. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.